0: today with Marilyn and Sarah. You know, you're partners. You're such a blessing to us. And I believe God blesses you because we reach the world. Is that awesome? With the good news. And then I want to share a wonderful testimony. We get testimonies all the time. We'd love to hear from you. Deborah called the prayer line to say that that I was an inspiration to her and her family And she is a faithful giver and supports the ministry. We really appreciate people doing that because we're reaching the world. But I'm telling you, it's expensive. So we're happy to have these wonderful people. Now, Sarah, share with us who our guest is today. Yeah. and You know, before I do
1: that, just want to encourage you. You might be watching right now and you might have some needs in your life. Um, Some of us have to make some decisions about our jobs, or you might be looking at a schooling situation. You might be struggling with some family issues, and sometimes we all wrestle from time to time with money or health problems, and we want to pray for you. We know that God answers prayer, and a lot of times we have not because we ask not. So hop on the phone, get on the website. Give us the privilege opportunity to pray with and for you to see God intervene and really give you answers. And I like to say this. God has more answers than we have questions. God has more solutions than we have problems. God has more provision than we have needs. And here in just a few seconds, we're going to be joining an amazing interview with Andrew Womack. Oh, my goodness. He is a legend. And you don't want to miss this interview because it talks about more. Like more, what do you mean by more? I mean more grace. You need more grace in your life? More favor, you need more favor? I do, absolutely, I bet you do too. So let's watch this interview now.
2: Sarah Bowling, Living Genuine Love, is on a mission to connect everyone with the heart of God. With a passion for the Bible and the gift of teaching, Sarah brings a new perspective to articulate God's life-giving revelation to our modern moment. At Living Genuine Love, we're committed to seeing you walk in a vibrant relationship with God every day. Learn more about Sarah Bowling and her ministry, Living Genuine Love, by visiting sarabowling.org or call us at
1: 800-627-1995. Thank you so much for watching today with Marilyn and Sarah. We are delighted to get some time with you and I'm totally excited to introduce to you our guest today, Andrew Womack. Thank you, Andrew, for being well, with thank us. Thank
3: you, Sarah and Marilyn. Wonderful. And all the blessings. Have you. <laughs> Wonderful.
1: Totally good. And, Andrew, um, I don't know, you have like a huge media footprint, but some people may not be familiar with you. So, could you give us just a quick bio? And then I want to talk about your book that you've written. Um, and I love this word more, because that's what this book is all about more.
3: Amen. Well, I've got a television ministry that's all around the world. We've got a Bible college in uh, Woodland Park, Colorado, just outside of uh, Colorado Springs. And it's been going for 26 years. And then we have extension schools, about 60 to 70 extension schools around the world. Awesome. And so our whole goal is just to disciple people. I'm not really an evangelist. I'm a teacher to the body of Christ and trying to teach the body of Christ how to live up to what Jesus provided for us. So Mm -hmm. that's the main thrust of the ministry. Very similar to somebody else I know.
1: (laughs) Totally true. And uh, you've been doing ministry for over 50 years.
3: Yeah, 1968 is when the Lord changed my life. And uh, I started in ministry pretty much right Mm -hmm. after that. I got drafted and sent to Vietnam. And when I came out, we started pastoring churches. I pastored six little churches and then we incorporated an evangelistic association, I guess, but ministry in 78 Mm -hmm. is when I incorporated our ministry. Mm -hmm. So we've been going for 43 years as a ministry. I've been ministering for 53 years.
0: And think of the many people Their ministry has been produced out of yours.
3: Well, God is faithful.
0: And look what God did.
3: And that's just like somebody else. (laughs) You know, as we get older, this is one of the best parts of the whole thing is not only having God use you, but seeing other people that you've touched. Because, you know, we've got an expiration date on us. And unless we raise up other people that can do what we do, we're ultimately a failure. And that little statement right there, I heard a man over in England say that in 1992, I believe it was, or 93, and that's when it really drove into my heart that unless I start training up other people to do what I'm called to do, I'm ultimately going to fail. So that's when we came back and started our Bible college uh, because I just felt like, man, we've got to start raising up other people. So y'all have been teachers in our Bible college. We sure appreciate
0: you coming. I love it. It's an awesome adventure for me amen well we
3: love having you and the students love having (laughs) you too
1: totally good. And you know, you might be watching right now and you might have some needs in your life. Maybe you don't feel like you're connecting with God. Well, you feel like God feels a little bit remote or you're not seeing God's presence, sensing God in your life. And we would love to pray for you that you would have a a greater experience with God. You would be aware of God connecting in your life and moving into and through you as well. So hop on the phone, get on the website because I know God doesn't just, um, kind of bait and switch us. It's not cat and mouse. It's very much the cohesion of relationship, connection, and God working in us as well as through us. So we want to participate with God in your life. Hop on the phone. Uh, Let us pray for you. We would love to do that. And Andrew, you wrote this book called More Grace, More Favor. So like the whole word more, that's kind of the recurring theme, grace and favor. Um, What what do you see as one of the keys for more grace, more favor?
3: Humility. Humility. Say it again. Humility. Humility. That book is actually a study on humility, and that's what I called it. But when we went to our publisher, he says, nobody's going to buy a book if you call it on humility. So they put more grace, more favor based on James chapter 4, verse 6, where it says, but he gives more grace. Wherefore, God resists uh, the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So that teaching is actually about humility. Like Just think about it this way. Moses is probably the person that God used the most of any person under the old covenant. I guess that's debatable, but I mean, so much of the Bible was written by Moses and around what God did through him. And yet it says in Numbers chapter 12, verse three, that Moses was the meekest man on the planet. And the thing that makes that even more amazing is Moses is the one that wrote that.
1: Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's and you so know, good.
3: most people, they they think that humility is thinking bad of yourself. And if, uh, like I heard a story, you may have heard this, but about a guy that they voted who was the most humble person in the church and everybody agreed it was dear old brother so-and-so. So on Sunday, they brought him up and they gave him this huge button. It was this big, red with the word humble written on it. And because he accepted it, they took it away.
0: <laughs> because that. if you're truly
3: humble, you would never know it. You just beat yourself down. And yet Moses wrote under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that I am the meekest man on the planet. So you have to redefine humility. Humility isn't debasing yourself. It, and it's not uh, exalting yourself. It's just having the opinion about you that God says. And if God, you know, out of the three of us, if we were to say, which one's the most humble? And if God was to speak and say, it's you, would you be humble enough to say it's me? Or would you worry about what everybody else is thinking? Mm. See, a truly humble person, they won't exalt themselves, but they also won't debase themselves. They will say about themselves what God says. And so people have a bad opinion of, of humility. But if you were to you know that's what that whole book's about but if you were to take james chapter 4 verse 6 where it says uh, wherefore god gives more grace mm-hmm. so he says resist the proud and and uh, he resists the proud and gives grace to the humble that's a parallel passage to first peter chapter 5 it says the exact same thing hmm. and in first peter chapter 5 it says that humble yourselves under the mighty hand of oh, god, god for resist the devil it's those words are used interchangeably. Mm-hmm. And so humility is not having a low self-esteem, being beaten down. It's just having seeing yourself the way that God sees you and being submitted to him and dependent upon him. Would
0: you say that again? That statement is very important. Please say that.
3: About it's not humility is not debasing yourself or having low self-esteem. It's just having the opinion about you that God has, not going above it or going below it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if y'all ever dealt with this, but I I was raised in the Baptist church and uh, they really did teach that we were born in sin and that we were all conceived in sin, which is all true, but they didn't move into your identity in Christ. And because Mm -hmm. of it, I had a really low self-esteem and uh, I was introverted, which I've got a book entitled Self-Centeredness, The Source of All Grief. And that's really a powerful book based on Proverbs 13, 10, that, uh, uh, that pride is the root of all contention. And most people think, no, it's what you did to me. No, it's what's on the inside of you that makes you so grieved over stuff. So anyway, I had this low self-esteem and I, I would not exalt myself, but I would debase myself and sit here and think the worst of myself all of the time. And something that changed my life, was in uh, January the thirty first of two thousand and two, and the Lord finally spoke to me that I was limiting what He could do in my life because of my low opinion. I wouldn't let Him uh, use me the way that I was supposed to. Hmm. It's even hard to say some of these things without you know having the ability to go into explanation. But but the Lord exalted. Uh, Joshua in the sight of the people. He says, today I will begin to exalt you that they may know that I was with you as I was with Moses. Mm -hmm. And so there is a godly exaltation. And this is what Paul was talking about over in 2 Corinthians 12, lest I be exalted above measure. He Mm -hmm. was exalted and so there was given to him a thorn in the flesh, I believe from the devil, not from God. So there is a godly exalting and I wouldn't let God exalt me. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but I I was limiting what God could do through me. And boy, when I saw that, I humbled myself. And it again, people sometimes misunderstand what I'm saying, but it took humility to let God exalt me. It didn't take humility to beat myself down. Mm -hmm. But to let God exalt you is humbling. Mm -hmm. It really is. It is. You've been honored by so many people. You were just talking about that the AG uh, honored you and stuff. And it takes humility to receive uh, things like that. It really does.
0: Well, I love what I'm doing. So I feel very spoiled. You know, (laughs) that's good.
1: And you know, you might be watching right now and maybe you're struggling in your heart with some insecurity. And you have kind of a poor self-esteem maybe you just listen to andrew and you're like man i really resonate with that i'm struggling with with low self-esteem insecurity struggling on how to see myself um, from god's perspectives hop on the phone get on the website and grab your copy of more grace more favor we'll be back in just a few seconds
4: all of the bible's greatest heroes share one common trait humility in god's eyes humility qualifies a person for increased favor and grace For your gift of $30 or more, we will send you More Grace, More Favor by Andrew Womack. Through this hands-on teaching, you will see how unsung virtue will position you to receive from God, increase grace, goodness, and anointing in our life, improve your relationship with God and people, and much more. We will also send you Sarah's book, Your Friendship with Holy Spirit, Marilyn's Grace-Giving CD teaching, and our Favor Scripture card, For your gift of $100 or more, we will include the Journal the Word Bible. This unique Bible lays flat, has extra-wide margins, premium paper, and is perfect for note-taking and journal reflection. Immerse yourself in God's grace and favor. Call or click today for this anointed resource.
2: In her latest book, Read It, Speak It, Do It, Marilyn gives you the blueprint she's used for reading the Bible, speaking its promises, and acting on what the Word says.
0: What readers will get from the book as I start my day with
2: a cup of coffee and promises from the Word? In this transformational book, Marilyn shares practical strategies for reading, studying, and meditating on the Bible, speaking Scripture over your life, using the Sword of Truth, the Word, during spiritual warfare, and walking out the Word in faith.
0: And this really tells you how to be victorious in every area of your life. You will love the book. I want you to have it. Read it,
2: speak it, do it. Claim victory over every area of your life. Now available wherever books are sold.
0: Welcome back. You're going to love today because we have such a special guest sharing more grace, more favor. Now, I've known you a long time. I know this works in your life, and so I like what works in somebody else's life to work in mine. Amen. And I know you have a Bible school, and you teach this, and you produce this. So producing something, who can argue with results? You know, people can say, oh, you're a mess, you're this, you're that. But if you're having results, too late. (laughs) And so this book will really help you in your walk with God. And I would encourage you to call in. And I don't know how you are, but books are missionaries. They work while you sleep. (laughs) So I like to give books to people. And so I just gave you a book that I think you'll like. So I like this More grace, more favor. You will love it for yourself. But what about the people you know? Do you know people who need this message? When we drove out this morning, our neighbor was super friendly to me. He's not born again that I know of. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to give him one of these books because I know his wife just died. And maybe this would occupy him. So books are opportunities Right?
3: A little so Andrew, here.
0: share with us how this releasing the untapped power of humility in your life has worked in your life.
3: Well, let me say that I struggled with um, a religious concept about what humility was. I thought it was beating yourself down, having low self-esteem. And so <clears throat> I embraced that. But when you start ministering, God is going to exalt you. He will magnify you is what he said about Joshua in the sight of the people so that they can see God in you. And so the second most important encounter I ever had with the Lord was January the 31st, 2002. And the Lord spoke to me from Psalm 78, 41 and said, You've limited me by your small thinking of yourself. And there was a number of things. I've got a whole book on that about don't limit God. But one of the things that I was limiting God over was I saw that in the Bible, when God began to use people, and you mentioned this, uh, Marilyn, that many people start strong, but they don't finish. Mm -hmm. They fall by the wayside. And I believe Proverbs 16, 18 says, pride goes before destruction and a Mm -hmm. haughty spirit before a fall. Pride is Satan's biggest inroad, I believe, into our life. And um, so I had seen that. And I was actually fearful that if God began to use me in a greater way, that it would corrupt my relationship with the Lord and that I'd lose my relationship. And that was really one of the things that held me back is because I valued my relationship with the Lord more than I valued what, um, you know, I could do and stuff. And I was really fearful about that. And... And most people don't think that way. Most people, if you had an opportunity for growth and more exposure and more people knowing about you, most people would just go for it. But it scared me because I saw like David. I think this is what corrupted David. Mm-hmm. You know, in 2 uh, Samuel chapter 11, it says that when time the kings were going out to battle, he was sleeping during the right. day. He had reached his goals. He was a success. And I believe more people are destroyed by success than they're ever destroyed by failure. So I was actually afraid of success. I was afraid of reaching more people and getting more recognition. And because of it, it was holding me back. And it was, again, this is hard for some people to understand, but it was humility for me to say, all right, God, I'll let you increase me. I'll let you increase the number of people that I reach." For me, that was humility. And so some people, see, don't understand. They think that humility, or let me say it this way, that pride is just exalting yourself. It's arrogance. But pride is like a stick. It's got two ends to it. Mm -hmm. One end is arrogance, where you think you're better than everybody else. But the opposite end is uh, low self-esteem. It's still pride. Pride is spelled P-R-I-D-E. I is the center letter right. of pride. It's all about me. And if you are a shy person, which I was, I couldn't even look at a person. I couldn't have looked at you in the face and have talked to you. I, when I was a teenager, I was so shy. It was because I was constantly thinking of me. And I was thinking, am, am I going to come across wrong? Am I going to say something wrong? It was all me. And... uh So pride is not just arrogance. It's also low self-esteem. You're just thinking about yourself. A truly humble person is a person that doesn't have an opinion about themselves. Doesn't matter if they're exalted or if they're debased. It's all about the Lord. It's all about what God called you to do. And so I had to come to the end of myself, and that's what this whole book is about, is more grace, more favor. It says he gives more grace... Wherefore, he said, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. If you humble yourself, man, God's grace just comes abundant in your life. And it's really our selfishness, which can manifest itself in arrogance or low self-esteem. Both of them are the same stick, just opposite ends, but it's the exact same thing.
1: That's really good and you might be watching right now and maybe you're struggling with pride maybe there's some arrogance and you're like "Ooh, i know pride goes before fall because i've just the bottom fell out right maybe you're on the other side of the stick and you're like oh you know it's me i'm just the poor me i'm bad i'm awful we want to pray for you that holy spirit would lead you into truth right because both ends are deception and that's the enemy's native language deception so Call. We want to pray for you that you would walk and follow Holy Spirit into truth and when you call grab your copy of more grace and more favor because Andrew here's the deal my mind in my mind this is these are the results right the outcomes absolutely. of humility absolutely. and so how have you seen more grace more favor from choosing humility rather than pride at both ends of that.
3: Well, like I said, I was this introvert that couldn't look at a person. And here I am supposed to be preaching and preaching to people over television and doing things. And so it was a struggle. When I first was called to ministry, I I struggled greatly to minister in front of people. And one of the turning points was I I had a message I ministered and a man came up to me afterwards and he says, you've got some good things to say. And if you ever were more concerned about the people you ministered to than you were about yourself and what they thought of you, you could be a blessing.
0: Wow. Wow. And did you know when he said that it was like a
3: dagger in my heart, but it was true. And the Lord showed me that that's what the problem was. I spend multiple hours every single day studying the Word. I had the Word in me, but the thing that hindered me getting it out was what is everybody gonna think about me? And you know, I've often said this, if I was God, I wouldn't have chosen me. I'm a (laughs) hick from Texas and I am a, I mean, you could take a picture of me right now and when I'm on a roller coaster, I look exactly the same. (laughs) There is just zero fluctuation in me. And so I'm not the most charismatic or dynamic or anything like that. And I was worried about how people were going to perceive me and what they thought. And I finally just had to come to a place to where, God, you used a donkey one time to get your (laughs) message across and you could use me. And I had to start thinking more about the people I was ministering to than myself. Now, see, most people wouldn't consider that pride. They would sit there and think pride is you no know, when you're arrogant. But when you're sitting here worried about how you're being perceived, well, then that's pride. And, you know, if you take this same scripture, it's, it's basically the same thing that's said over here in 1 Peter chapter 5 right after it says that God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Then the very next verse says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. And then verse 7 tells you how you do it, casting all your care... Upon him, for he careth for you. So here is how people can recognize whether they're in pride or not. Have you cast your care over on the Lord? Mm -hmm. Are you still worried about how am I going to fix this problem? Mm -hmm. How am I going to get out of this situation? If you are still under the burden and the worry of that, you hadn't humbled yourself. Mm -hmm. So pride isn't just arrogance, pride is self sufficiency. Pride is doing things on your own, mm-hmm. not submitted to God. Mm-hmm. And if you use that definition, mm-hmm. I think every single person watching this program it's has totally areas true. of their eye It's pride. totally
1: true, and if you're watching right now and you have not cast your cares on the Lord, that's what it says in First Peter 5, cast your cares. We wanna pray with you, for you, you would cast your cares on the Lord and that you would find your sufficiency in God and His ability. So hop on the phone, get on the website, grab your copy of More Grace, more favor, it will bless you
4: immensely. All of the Bible's greatest heroes share one common trait, humility. In God's eyes, humility qualifies a person for increased favor and grace. For your gift of $30 or more, we will send you More Grace, More Favor by Andrew Womack. Through this hands-on teaching, you will see how unsung virtue will position you to receive from God increased grace, goodness, and anointing in our life, improve your relationship with God and people, and much more. We will also send you Sarah's book, Your Friendship with Holy Spirit, Marilyn's Grace-Giving CD teaching, and our Favor Scripture card. For your gift of $100 or more, we will include the Journal the Word Bible. This unique Bible lays flat, has extra-wide margins, premium paper, and is perfect for note-taking and journal reflection. Immerse yourself in God's grace and favor. Call or click today for this anointed resource.
1: It's such an honor to have this opportunity and this time with you. Andrew, would you pray for our audience to walk in humility and have more grace and favor? Amen.
3: Father, I just pray for those watching today. And I'm praying that, Father, those who are bearing all of this burden and care and they're stressed out and burned out, I'm asking that you just help them, Father, to cast their care over on you, knowing that you care for them, that you love them more than they love themselves. And so I'm asking the Holy Spirit to touch them right where they are. And Sarah and Marilyn and I agree for them, Father, and believe that you are doing that, that you're lifting that burden, and that they are humbling themselves under the mighty hand of God today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God.
0: Amen. Well, I know that God wants to do big things in your life. So I do this because I make faith confessions every morning with coffee. You don't have to do the coffee. (laughs) And I believe that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And so I want to thank you for watching. This is the best day of our lives, and we are going to see God move in powerful ways. And you can call us. And of course, get books. You can call us for prayer. We don't counsel, but we love to pray. And may you have the best day of your life. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 That's right. And mom, some people are struggling with fear and worry and
1: anxiety and pressures and responsibilities. And we wanna pray for you. Hop on the phone, get on the website. God has more answers than you have questions.